0: It's Courtney Laughlin and you're listening to Real Fun Sports. Today I have brought together an all-star lineup of writers and bloggers who love to talk about hockey and have a passion for the Washington Capitals. So let's meet the team. First up we've got Ian Olin, the co-founder of Russian Machine Never Breaks. Hey Ian, thanks for joining me today.
1: Thanks Courtney. I'm coming live from mom's basement. Uh, (laughs) I'm sad that Alan May Couldn't be here from uh, his mom's lake house out in Texas, but uh, it's nice to be here. I've missed all of you, and uh, I can't wait to uh, chat with you guys.
0: Next up, she's a writer and a digital sports producer for NBC Sports. Welcome, Sammy Silber, who also happens to be one of my favorite line mates when we played hockey together. (laughs) <laughs>
2: thank you so much for having me on. I'm live in
0: Stanford. Last but not least, he's a writer for the Washington City Paper in Japers Rank, and is also known, I'm not sure who coined the, this phrase for him, but Hemingway of hockey, Mr. Jason Rogers.
3: <laughs> I'll get random text messages from people at NBC that I haven't spoken to in months just going, how you doing, Hemingway? And I have to decide if they're making fun of me or not. Usually they are. Um, Courtney, thank you so much for having us. This is a real treat in the middle of kind of a weird time. It's really nice to get back and talk about hockey. You know, something so exceedingly normal, yet also kind of exciting.
0: It's an exciting time for all of us hockey fans because the NHL is gearing up to return officially next week. And for the last couple weeks now, teams have been participating in their training camp. So, Ian, I'm going to start with you. What do you think is the biggest storyline coming out of Caps Training Camp 2.0?
1: Well, I think for the Capitals, I think a lot of people would agree that how much is this pause going to really benefit the team? Uh, you know, they were really, really struggling towards the second half of the season there. Uh, they, things were starting to pick up defensively right before the break. But I think, I think really the story out of camp is, can they take advantage of this short break? Are guys in shape? Are they going to be at the top of their game when they go into the playoffs? Uh, and if they do, they're one of the talented, they're one of the most talented teams in the league. Uh, they could do some real damage in the playoffs, but um, it, it's so hard to project because you just don't know what guys have been doing uh, and where guys are at in their training. I know the, the Capitals right. released like a, uh, a mic'd up video of TJ Oshie, which was amazing. Yes. But But it also was quite funny because you could tell how out of shape he was. So he was sucking wind the whole time, and he's usually one of the – one of the top guys in terms of stamina and board battles and things like that. So um, I think it's just going to be really fun. I'm looking forward to it. I've covered the world championships for rm and uh, in the past, and having tournament-style hockey where there's just hockey all day is really fun. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just kind of looking forward to it. But, you know, I, I also think generally speaking beyond that, there haven't been that, that many stories, but you guys can tell me if I'm wrong. For me, there's
3: basically three names that are, like, enough that I'm excited, strap me in, whatever you want to talk about, I'm in. And for the Capitals, I think that's Brendan Dillon, uh, Connor McMichael, and uh, Ilya Kovalchuk. Ilya Kovalchuk, I forget, is on the team sometimes. I saw a photo of him that the Capitals PR team tweeted out the other day, and I went, Ilya Kovalchuk's on the Capitals. That's, That's pretty cool. That's kind of fun. Ilya Kovalchuk, in his prime was as impressive and explosive and incendiary a player as Alex Ovechkin was. Now, obviously, context matters. His game didn't have quite the defensive aspect, at least the hitting aspect, that Ovechkin's did. But, I mean, Kovalchuk, you look at old footage of the Atlanta Thrashers, RIP. I miss them very much. I miss them (laughs) like a dear relative. I mean, he was going 200 feet, deking around people, making power forward moves, ripping wristers like Alex Simmons. So this is a really, really, really skilled player. Yes, in the twilight of his career, but hey, the Capitals need only recall Sergei Fedorov to know how well that can work out for them, especially when you've got a, a just a, a group of fun Russian players around him. It seems like for Russian players, that camaraderie is really important and they have that in the Capitals. And that seems like it can spur them all to perform as well as they possibly can. Secondly, Conor McMichael. I mean, your boy, the the prodigy that that needs no introduction beyond just angelic singing and maybe harps being played. I mean, how cool. Like this is like in, in EA Sports NHL when you draft the the young stud and you say, "I don't care about his development, bring him on up." That's what the Capitals are doing. This kid if for the London Knights in Ontario in the Ontario Hockey League had like 7,000 goals in 52 games. I'm exaggerating, but he was well, it was like 63 or something. In like 50, he was well beyond a goal per game pace in the best of the Canadian hockey leagues. So that's really cool. Finally, Brendan Dillon, I think, is sort of the X factor on defense. Um, This is a guy that seems to fit in. Like Ian was saying, this is a team for whom chemistry is really important. And frankly, they're a bunch of goofballs more than a lot of teams in the league are. And that's fun for fans. It's fun for the Capitals media and marketing team. And it's I think it makes for a bond that is. Really helpful in playoff time.
2: There's so many good storylines. I'm so excited to see the Black Aces come up for Washington. You know, you look at the lineup and you see already a lineup that is so impressive and so packed. You know, not only on the front, we get to see that OV, Koozie, Willie line that we saw in those 2018 playoffs. But also, I mean, to see all the way throughout the lineup on that bottom six, too um you know because if you need somebody you get mcmichael we might see that you know london knights amazing prospect action down there um but you also have richard ponick i was reading an article from Tarek yesterday just talking about how he was one of the best even strength players uh to end the you know before everything paused unfortunately it's unbelievable to see how he works he's a hard-working guy underrated guy on the bottom six um, but the Black Aces, too. I mean, I'm excited to see, you know, not only McMichael, but you have Beck Malenstein, who I'm a huge fan of. I just like the way he plays. He has a great – I talk about him all the time. Just a great player, the way he carries himself. He's very mature. Beck
1: Malenstein,
2: that
3: is a deep cut.
1: One of the things that I totally forgot about was uh, Ilya Samsonov's mystery disappearance uh, and how since we don't know medical issues, who knows what's going on with him. You know, goaltending, I I was talking to one of my friends uh, during, uh, I play street hockey on Sundays, and he brought up, you know, whoever's going to win this, it's just going to be the hot goalie. And I was like, yeah, you're probably right, man. Dang it. And, you know, for had an inconsistent season, but I don't know how much you can actually blame on him and, and it being more team defense. But if Samsonov can't join him in the bubble or if there's issues there, that could be a huge hit for them yeah. uh, in terms of depth. Like, it's hard to analyze something like this because it's never happened before. Ian's exactly right. Like, more than perhaps
3: any other position on the ice, Goalie is one freak injury away from the backup coming in and having to play a major, major role in the outcome of the game. And so right. if it's if it's not Ilya Samsonov, is it Phoenix Copley? Is it Vitek Vanacek? I mean, it's all of a sudden your Stanley Cup hopes are, to a very real extent, are riding on forgive me, some guy, you know what I mean? So like, that's a really good point.
1: And one last thing I was thinking about was that Evgeny Kuznetsov, uh, he's centering the first line right now. He, um, you know, in 2018, he was probably the guy that was their best player, uh, even though Ovi won the uh, Conn Smythe. Uh, If he's going to be on the first line, that's going to be tremendously important because uh, his underlying stats, he's a net negative on the ice. So, you know, is, Is Koozie going to be a different Koozie than he was during the regular season?
0: I want to do a little round of rapid fire. So the first question is, as of today, do you think there should be an asterisk on the Stanley Cup? No. Jason?
3: Yes, because
1: the season won't be finished and only an asterisk will be engraved on it.
0: Ooh, okay. Interesting. What do you got, Ian?
1: Uh, no, because it's actually a five-round Stanley Cup playoffs and a four-round Stanley Cup playoffs, and it's going to be, I think, in some ways harder to win it this year than ever before.
0: Do you think John Carlson will finally win the Norris Trophy?
2: I am on the train for Johnny for Norris. I think it's a it's a no-brainer. Yes.
3: Bury me with an epitaph that says Johnny Fenoris. <laughs> I think yes, because the award has de facto become best offensive defenseman, and that is Johnny Carlson this year.
1: I'm a no. Uh, Roman Yossi, I think, will win it and edge him out barely.
3: If you could
0: pick the top six D to start for the Caps, who would it be? Dylan and Carlson
2: on that top two. Kepney, Jensen, and then I'm going to have uh, Seeds and uh, Orlov together.
3: Boys, we need everybody pulling on the rope tonight. We pucks in deep, eh? All right, no particular order, no particular pairing. you got to have your best six defensemen, Dimitri Orlov, John Carlson, Brendan, Dylan, uh, Michael Kempney, Radko Gudis. I can't believe I'm on the Gudis train, but I absolutely am. And I'm gonna say Jonas Siegenthaler.
1: I'm gonna do the pairings here. I do Jonas Siegenthaler uh, with Carlson. I do Brendan Dillon with Dmitry Orlov. Uh, and I'd actually play uh, Martin Farivari with uh, with Radko Gudis. Are you I'd, playing I'd is play. anyone
3: playing Nick Jensen?
0: I'm playing Jensen. So, Sammy, you're saying yes to Jensen. Jason and Ian, you're both saying no to Jensen. No,
3: Jensen. Jensen Green.
0: So, my last question for you guys, and I want you guys to be honest. Who do you think is going to win the Stanley Cup?
3: Courtney, get out of here. Come on.
0: (laughs) Because everybody's saying Tampa and Boston. I I
3: do not think Tampa's going to win. I think Tampa's going to choke. Toronto. Is just chaotic enough that they might just put some young, like little boy magic together, and just be like, "Hey, we're all twenty-two years old, and this is all a joke to us. Let's go on a wild ride." And I could see Toronto sort of coming out of nowhere and surprising people just on on chaos and youth alone. But maybe the Capitals. I don't know when we say that. Maybe the Capitals.
2: I don't think Boston's going to win it.
1: The Washington Capitals, all the way.
2: Yeah, I
0: like it. Yeah.
1: Or some random team that embarrasses all of us.
0: Thank you for putting this all together. Oh, quick I have a special guest here, real quick.
1: I thought oh, that show
3: was over.
1: Hey, Larkin. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Tell, tell that Ooh. man. Tell that man. He's he's never looked better.
3: Ian says he's never looked worse. just kidding. Yeah, she said he never looks better. <laughs> <should have you. laughs>
0: Thank you guys for joining in on real fun sports for Sammy, Jason Rogers, Ian Olin. Thank you guys so much for listening.